Welcome to Keepers. We're a married couple who went to France for the 2019 World Cup, fell in love with women's soccer. So naturally, when the pandemic hit, we started a fantasy league for the NWSL. This is our podcast. I'm Holly Wild. Follow me at Wild Woso. That's Wild with an E. I'm Jared Gilkerson. Find me at Jared underscore radio and follow us at Keepers Podcast. It's week eight. Every week. Well, that's certainly better than the song that you sang to me about 10 minutes ago. Mid-City Bop Bop? Yeah, I got to put you on blast right at the top of the episode <laughs> Why? here. Why? What's going on? Because you did the horrible thing that I made a rule about, I, I want to say like at least a year ago, where you have a terrible song stuck in your head. You're not allowed to share that you have a terrible song stuck in your head and thus inflict misery on everyone around you. Because now I've been singing Unskinny Bop Bop for, I don't know, the last like 20 minutes. Mission accomplished. <laughs> It's horrible. It's not okay. Welcome into Keepers, everybody. Welcome to Keepers, everybody. Hopefully your fantasy team is succeeding. Maybe like Holly Wilds, who has the longest winning streak in the League of Record. Woot woot! Well done. Thank you. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, The crowd is roaring. Right? I love it. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for pointing that out. Uh, If you get to say welcome to Keepers like five times yeah. at the beginning of every yeah. episode, I yeah. get to point out sound effects. If you give me shit every week, then I can dish it right back. Okay. <laughs> Keep trying. But good winning streak. Longest in the league. Five in a row after starting 0-2. How does it feel? It feels fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to say that, you know, all my competitors have been really strong competitors and really worthy. And, you know, what it's is this, just a press a- conference? <laughs> what is going on? What is this shit? It's really a team effort. And uh, I'm just really blessed. Oh my God, that's horrible. <laughs> He's in the show. That's horrible. You know, uh, back in college, my friends and I used to do something similar, but we would play in a Madden league or a basketball video game league, and we would get the conference room downstairs that no one would be using in the dorm. It's a big conference room, and we'd have fake press conferences after yeah in college yeah and not get laid (laughs) (laughs) yeah but hey we had press conferences (laughs) while my friend jeff was doing stunts in the common area Mm. but it was fun um i want to talk a little bit this is a little off the rundown here but we're in a weird zone here because we can't we're coming off of weeks where usually you know, at the high score, if I'm looking through like the high score, week one was 87, then 78, then 146 on a double week, then 86, then 79, and then 129 on a double week. And then this week, 73, I think collectively the, the lowest scores of the week for a few reasons in our league. There may have been some people that uh, turned off a little bit, but... In general, if you're in fantasy right now for the NWSL, you probably had your lowest scoring week uh, as a group because of all these players moving and you're trying to get your roster set. It's like you have to have two rosters for this season. You have to have like the, this is my main squad and this is kind of my B squad that who knows how long I'm going to need them and the B squad could be what gets me the title. Right. 
Because we're at week eight. Yeah. And there are, I'm, I was looking at it. It's, there it's, are, it's could be not how you drafted at the beginning, but how you manage the, the ups and downs of the season. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why we're here to help you along. Right. So <laughs> we're at week eight coming up. That's going to be, and there's only 22 weeks in the season. So if right now after seven weeks, let's say you're three and four and you're kind of in the, you're like, eh, you got it. You got to pick it up. You have some big decisions to make because after this week, it'll be more than a third of the way in the season. And then you're going to be missing internationals for guaranteed this whole month. And if you're, if that international team plays on the Olympics, the into August, potentially five games missed. And if they have any kind of tour afterwards or just rest six, I think a lot of these players are going to miss six, seven games. That's a third of the season. So you have to have a B squad. That's good for the third of the season, but also know what players to hang on to, which we'll let you know today who that should be. Ooh, foreshadowing. <laughs> oh my God, today. This is great. <laughs> that was a great lead up. Yep. You got any follow-ups on that? Uh, no. Because your squad's looking pretty good. That's right. Like you've managed it well. I think it slowly tapered off people. Yeah. Taking on some people, but I'll, just. We'll talk about it when, uh, unless you want me to blow up the rundown and talk about it now. I was just going to say. If everyone knows what a winning team looks like, your winning squad last week was Ashley Sanchez, Trinity Rodman, Mal Pugh, Simone Charlie, uh, Jennifer Marazon, Megan Klingenberg, and Casey Murphy, MVP. Yeah, that was a winning team last week. Casey Murphy, thank you for balling out on all of those saves. But you kind of had this slow movement because, like, the week before you had like Watt and Sam Mewis, and then you kind of you got you made a good you made you know Watt had a good week, but you slowly got. We did people out. But incrementally over time, Pew was scoring more. And so I switched that out, you know, bench done, picked up Charlie because, you know, she was going to be out for the Mexico games for the national team and making some more changes this week. So. All right. Well, speaking of the national team, let's get into the news. Uh, a pair of four nothing victories. That's right. For the U.S. over Mexico. Uh, it was, uh, we're taping this Friday, so it was uh, last week, Thursday, and this week on Monday, 4 nothing each time. Uh, the first game was uh, the nice Mewis to Mewis. That was fun. The first sister uh, goal assist combo in women's national team history. Kristen Press just stayed, you know, she's just so steady right now offensively. She had two goals in that first game. And then Tobin Heath That's right. literally comes back and on the first touch scores. Fires. Love to see Fires. her back. Shot. Love to see her back. Yeah. In the second game, we had Haran dishing to Carly Lloyd, which was great. That All the way around. Oh, wait. Yeah. Oh, that's... Oh, that... No, no, no. No, uh, Lloyd with the assist, Haran with the goal. No, it was Haran that gave it to Carly for the header. Carly headed it to Haran, so it was a was it? header that was an assist, which was awesome, and Haran scored, yeah. Oh, well... Okay, then how did Carly Lloyd score? Now I'm forgetting because Carly Lloyd did score. So now I'm forgetting what that goal was. I yeah. thought that was a header. About to look at it. Yeah. Either way, Haran and Lloyd were kind of, it's kind of nice to see them. They were kind of clicking with that lineup, wouldn't mm-hmm. you say? Yeah, that was a great lineup. Definitely. I really, I feel like when, when Lloyd is in at center forward, there's just, you know, she gets back on defense. She's in the spot where she needs to be for the assist. And she's up there to make the goal. I just think that, you know, she just really knows exactly where she should be and, and creates a lot of opportunities as well as um, executing on the opportunities for the team. The cool thing about this team, I was thinking, is that you really, 
even if you think you made the wrong choice for starters for one day, how deep you are, it's like, oh, so-and-so doesn't have it today or they don't quite look fresh. Okay, well, it's like if you don't start Carly Lloyd and start Alex Morgan, okay, I mean, how, how much of a luxury is this? <laughs> Where you yeah. can go, okay. And then even with Ertz, like Ertz has been out and if you slowly get her back in, because mm -hmm. Haran's been doing a decent job. Yeah, And she's it's like, great. oh, let's put Haran back. She's great in that position. Yeah. Or yeah. if you want to give Ertz another day of rest, you just put Haran right back in. It's just amazing how deep they are. And then not to mention, you know, who is it? Uh, is it Davidson that came in and got an assist on a Kristen Press goal? Tierna, I think, from from defensively. Like, she came in and played left back. Okay. And she got an assist. So it's, like, um, kind of deep and kind of fun. And it, I don't think you can really be – it's, like, it's a matter of how the players show up. Like, you can't – coaching, you really can't get it wrong. You know, I don't think you can. Um, you know, unless you do something crazy. But it's, it was fun to see them back on the field. It was I think the highlight was Tobin, right, to seeing her back. That was, like – that was just the coolest thing. And then the whole send off thing, that whole send off thing with like fireworks and like they all post for pictures. If you go on social, they had all this, you know, all this funny stuff. But, uh, I think Tobin was the highlight, like seeing her back and you're like, Oh, okay. Oh yeah. She, she didn't miss a beat. No. And I forgot just like how amazingly, you know, creative she is and what a technically strong player she is. Like I, I just hadn't seen her for a while. It, yeah. You know, there's so many good people. And then I watched her on the field and just thought, oh, damn. It was awesome. Um, local news, Holly. Angel yeah. City FC. That's right. Been some rumors that they may be hiring Sean, uh, nah is it Nahas? Nahas? I don't know. But he's an assistant with The Courage. So it was reported by Meg Linehan of The Athletic that um, uh, Iniola Aluko's, you know, preferred hire was this gentleman. And um, there's no agreement in place. There was nothing. And they're just saying that they were interviewing people and, you know, there's rumors that they're leaning towards him. But there's been a little bit of backlash. Um, Angel City FC came out with a statement saying, you know, consider, considering recent speculation, we want to be clear that the process of finding a head coach is ongoing and we are taking our time to make this decision. When the choice is made, it will be the right one for Angel City FC. Super clear. Congratulations, ACFC, on that remarkable statement. Is there a sarcasm there? No, not at all. <laughs> okay. Uh, so a couple of supporters groups, like Rebellion 99, that aren't affiliated with the team, and AC Pandemonium have come out, you know, given lists of women who are, you know, eligible for hire and or saying, you know, it's always a beautiful day to hire women. Um, who is this that came out here uh, in response to Meg Linehan saying unpopular opinion, we don't need more men coaching women at the highest level. So there's that kind of backlash. Who is Kai? I don't know who that is, but um, wow. sorry, I don't know. <laughs> We're so strong with our facts today. What? It's fucking amazing. Oh, she's UCLA, UCLA player. So a UCLA player came out and kind of talked shit. And so I think Meg Linehan even got some blowback, you know, for reporting it a little bit. But she's standing by. She's like, I heard, I know what I know. I reported it. So yeah, pretty sure that's a reporter's job. Yeah. So what do you think about all this? Like the backlash? Yeah, I, have, I, think I have some it's opinions. Warranted. I mean, you know, uh, Rebellion 99, which, by the way, showed a lot of face at the uh, ACFC crest launch that I was at mm. last week, which was great to see that supporters group out there. Um, 
you know, if they're serving up a list of like 36 possible candidates just to get you started, that just means you didn't try very hard. And, you know, what I see all the time in corporate America as as the number one excuse for a lack of diversity is, well, we just can't find the candidates. And to me, that's just such a cop out. That's just you not being creative, you not thinking outside the box, you not looking in interesting places, you prioritizing you know, some types of experience over other types of experience and uh, women-led organizations can't afford that to do that to ourselves. So, you know, no disrespect to Sean, but like, come on. Yeah, I guess because the team never came out and said, we're hiring this person, I'm kind of indifferent. Just because it was a rumor. To me, it's something a rumor and maybe Ineola had a working relationship with this coach and they have, they click and some rumors got out there. Like, so it wasn't an official statement by the team saying that he was the leading candidate. So who, how do we know they weren't looking at this huge list? I, we don't know. Come on. You don't think so? No, that was my, that was my on. other point then was, do you think this pressure from the fans is going to get to the team to make a different decision? Yeah. I think it's going to force them to widen their pool. Okay. Because my sense of ACFC right now is that they're building their organization. So they have a small amount of people doing four or five jobs like any startup would. And so things like let's put a head coach in place so that we can start thinking about our draft season as quickly as possible is like, what is most efficient? You know, it's not like, oh, well, we have the resources to do uh, a giant round of interviews and vetting. But for a decision like this... Maybe they probably should. Oh, hello, air conditioning. Um, <laughs> sorry. It's 80 degrees in our studio, everyone. The air conditioning just kicked Got on. distracted for a second. But uh, I mean, all these are all good points. I just, I, it's hard to know when the team never came out with a statement to know how seriously they were even considering this guy. But I trust Meg Linehan with the reporting. So I think that they should hire a woman for ACFC. So I think it'd be the Agree. smart move. And I think they will, especially now, given the pressure. So maybe the pressure did work. Maybe the fans were able to turn the tide here, which is really cool because that, that never happens years, like, years ago. Then that fact that you can do it now is pretty strong. Yeah. So, um, you know, big, yeah. up, big ups to the fans. I guess you have a voice. Use well, it's it. another bl voting block. And if ACFC really wants to create a community, and that's the kind of the vibe that I'm getting in terms of, you know, we are members, we're early members. They, they want us to have input into the direction of the team. Then, you know, this is, this is how that works. Yeah. Um, USA Track and Field explains his Shikari Richardson exclusion. So just to catch you up, Shikari Richardson, track and field star for USA, tested positive for marijuana, accepted a one-month suspension, and now she won't be going to the Olympics. Uh, on Tuesday this past week, Richardson was excluded from the 4x100 relay. In a statement, USA Track and Field said they were incredibly sympathetic towards Richardson's extenuating circumstances, and they fully agree that international rules regarding marijuana and sporting competition should be reevaluated. However, that wasn't enough for USATF to include Richardson on the roster for the Olympics. So while our heartfelt understanding lies with Shikari, we must also maintain fairness for all of the athletes who attempted to realize their dreams by securing a place on the USA Olympic track and field team, the statement read. 
So, Holly, where are we going with this one? Yeah, this makes me so angry that I actually woke up early this morning before my alarm mad about this because it, it absolutely breaks my heart and I am enraged for Shikari. I, this, and this statement by the, the team is like a lack of courage masquerading behind fairness. And I hate when people use the word fair to really mean just we didn't have the courage to do the right thing here. You know, and, and the other thing, I was thinking about, you know, um, Biden's response to this as well, which is, you know, I sympathize with Shikari, I understand, but rules are rules. And that's another way to just- Is that what he said? Yeah. And that's another way to just cop out because that means sides. that you would rather adhere to the letter of the law than the spirit of the law. And when you do that, justice is not served. And this, I mean, okay, everybody, was looking forward to cheering her on. Mm -hmm. Everyone in the country wants to see this woman run. It's so emotionally uh, compelling and cathartic for all of us to to watch her do her thing. That, like, you know, the whole country is 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 rooting for her and behind her. And and like, if you, and and I'm saying this for those of you who don't know. I don't smoke weed. I am not a fan of weed. I mean, like, do your thing. I'm going to have my martini, but it's not, I'm not pro marijuana in, in any way. But like, look, I don't think smoking weed ever made anyone faster. No. So first of all, this is just asinine. And second of all, if you are a person who has someone in their life that you refer to as my biological mother. I would say there's a decent chance that you are also maybe a person who could possibly have not grown up with a lot of resources, whether that was emotional support or coping mechanisms or connections or financial support. I'm just going on a limb here and making a wild assumption, but that could be possible. So if something happens, like your mom dies a week before the Olympic trials, you may not necessarily have, uh, you know, support mechanisms in place to help you through this. And grief is weird and it affects everybody differently and we deal with it very poorly in our society. And so you do whatever you do when you are in grief and, and, it may or may not be in character for you, but it is just, it's something that we need to be really better about dealing with and recognizing. And so to tell this woman that she cannot go to the Olympics, which is something that she fought five years to do because her mom died the week before the trials and she took a hit off a joint because she felt terrible is like, it makes my head explode. I agree. It's, I think it's an old, it's kind of an old bullshit rule. Um, you know, I think you said everything right there. I'm like going to cry. I'm so mad. Well, it's kind of a, it's a really dumb, it's just a dumb rule. Um, I'm not sure what USA track and field could have done. Cause I don't think it's their rule. That's the thing. They can come out with all these statements, but they, I don't think they can actually put her on the, I don't think they can put her on the team, but I don't know. That's the doping agencies. I don't know. 
So I don't even know if they could have, if they wanted to. I, I, um, I believe that I read that her suspension is up before the Olympics starts. Oh, that's right. Starts. Oh, that's right. So again. So she could have gone to Japan and like just been, and not reported with the team until like right. the event. Yes. Oh, well that would have been nice. That would have been easy, right? That would have been supportive. What's the blowback with that? Where is the blowback? I don't know. Like, are there, there's not even any. There's honestly, no, but that's like, hey, honestly, we supported. We're so divided as a country right now, but there's no. Our team member through this terrible period of grief in her life, and we still want to see her fucking crush it in Tokyo. That's what that is. No one's even that against weed. I think it, weed might be like the least of the all the things that are splitting the country up. That's way down on the list. Right. Like, <laughs> so. I might be more against that than maybe a lot of people. Maybe, yeah. Well, well said, Holly. Um, well, We'll move on to our next story. It's another, it's, we can't really do a deep dive. It's more of a quick hit, but good point. Uh, there was a big New York Times article that I still have to kind of weed through, but it's a great headline, an Olympic hurdle. Why is the decathlon only for men? Yeah. Thoughts? Is that just one that hasn't come around yet? Just fix it. Yeah, right? Just fix it. Let's move on. Yeah. Okay. Just fix it. I'm with you there. Some other quick hits. Uh, Women's College World Series tops, I'm going to say is men's College World Series and viewership. I don't know why. Uh, people refer to men's baseball as the College World Series. So I'm referring to it as both if we're going to stipulate. Um, or I could just say softball and baseball. Mm -hmm. I could do that. That'd be easy. But the ratings, the little ratings war. So the 2021 Women's College World Series outperformed the Men's College World Series uh, in viewership by 60%. The Women's Tournament drew, on average, 1.2 million eyeballs, while the Men's averaged 775,000 viewers. So there you go. Right. So this makes two points. One that we made on an earlier show that the Worldman's College World Series is really compelling television. Uh, and two, that access matters because, uh, you know, a lot of the women's series was on ESPN and a lot of the men's series wasn't. And so when you give people access, then they watch the thing that they have access to, you know, regardless of gender. So for people who think that there's no audience for women's sports, that's just dumb. And the most viewed game? 2.1 million for women, 1.7 for men. So, like you said, per, you put it on there, it's going to get numbers. And right. then for years, like I was going back watching old clips of NWSL from like just 2016, and it looked like garbage because the production wasn't there. They just didn't have the TV rights. I don't even know what it was broadcasting to, and it looks terrible. Oh, well, what do you know? You put a little money into it in promotion, people will be there. Like people are gonna be there because fan, there's fans of everything. So this proves everything right there. And I think you and I watched. Hell, I mean, I didn't watch any. I'm not. I'm not hating on the dudes here. I just I watched more softball in this case. I think it was way better television <laughs> as like an entertainment value. It was just way better. It's way more fun to watch. Much more energetic. I enjoyed it as a TV show. Um, we've got uh, something for you, Holly. Jessica Springsteen. That's right. Named to the U.S. Equestrian Team for Tokyo. If you don't know who Jessica Springsteen is, it's the daughter of. One of your favorite artists of all time, Bruce Springsteen. She's mm -hmm. going to the Olympics. <laughs> okay, there, great. You, there you go with her 12 year old Stalin, Don Juan. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. that. So there you go. Uh, that's going to happen. So that's cool. Root on uh, the Springsteen there. And uh, also, Japan declares a state of emergency in the Tokyo Olympics. <laughs> so there's not going to be, you know, 15 days to the Olympics. You know, it's probably less now than this article, but, you know, I think it's like uh, 13. And uh, state of emergency because of coronavirus. Um, so there's not going to be hardly any fans. 
Yeah. They're capping. Overseas spectators have already been banned, and organizers are planning to cap attendance at 50% for domestic spectators at each venue in an effort to contain the spread. Good for them. It's, it just sucks that it's almost like being here now in California. Things are a lot better, and you just kind of like think, oh, it's got to be getting better everywhere, yeah. as I do. Yeah. And then I look around like, oh, so that kind of sucks. It's right. going to suck the vibe. But once again, they actually get to go. Right. So props to Japan for figuring out how to do this yeah. anyways. Let's let's forge ahead. Uh, everybody, please get vaccinated so that we don't have new variants that spread like wildfire through the global economy on a continuous basis. And uh, yeah, I'm going to hit up one of my friends who lives in Tokyo this week and get the on the ground report about... Oh, yeah. What's going on here? We'll, we'll get back to you on that. Vax that thing up. <laughs> right? That's what the kids are saying, right? <laughs> Who's responsible for that video? I think the government. No, 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 no. I, who you, did it? The artist? Yeah. Juvie. Yeah. yeah. Juvenile. Manny Fresh. Man, the, if you haven't half of the seen big timers, uh, this I, Vax that thing up video and you're anywhere near my or Jared's generation, you need to run to YouTube immediately. I don't care what generation you're in. You missed out. If you missed out on big timers, get some of that right now. Manny Fresh put on a few pounds, but he's the beats master. And Juvie, I can't really tell what he looks like because there's there's so many glasses and so much tinting going on. But yeah. um, the uh, uh, so uh, yeah. But that video really made my week. So thanks for it that. It did. Backs that th that thing up. Uh, I never thought I'd mention one half of the big timers on this podcast. So shout out. So uh, let's uh, naturally get to our next thing: the bold predictions recap from last week. Holly, great job. Thank you. What Thank was you it? Remind much. the people. Moultrie takes the field. Yeah. Yes. That was a good bold prediction. Thank that, you. Because it was, I mean, that was, that was a, not even a coin flip in my mind. I didn't think she would, I was like, that's too much. Oh no. I was like, this is definitely happening. It was so fun to watch. I, I felt like it took her like a few touches to settle in. And then she had some really good heads up passes and great plays. And, and, uh, I, I think she's going to be, um, someone to watch. I might pick certainly. her up this week. Yeah. Well. Hey, if she can score two points per seven minutes like she did this game, yeah. she'll be the one key pass yeah, I mean, in her she's, time. She's short on time. my watch list. She's so. got an eye. Yeah. Uh, Jared was incorrect. I don't have the wah, I want. Yeah, I, just, I got you. Know, you. I, got I got you. Thanks. Yeah. Eugenie Lesomere scores her first goal against Houston. Well, I didn't know the coach would bail town, so maybe there was some <laughs> stuff going on, but she still got two shots on goal. And then two other shots, one key pass, one tackle. She just put nine fantasy points, which was decent for looking at my looking at my team this week. Yeah. So that was actually okay. Uh, but she didn't score. But I think that might change. Uh, let's get some injury updates. We're actually taping this uh, right now during the Pride and Racing game. What's the right, score? Which, can we talk about my What's score? super... It's still uh, one zero one nothing, Louisville. Louisville. Can we talk about my my super uh, festive Orlo drink? Yeah, Orlu. Orlu. We call it the Orlu. Yes. Purple. Yes, it is a beautiful shade of purple, which was a complete accident. Um, I bought this really fancy tonic water because my dad was coming in town last weekend, and he likes gin and tonics, and uh, he decided to only drink them at the restaurant that we went out to one evening, which. Frankly, I can't compete because yeah. his restaurant gin and tonic came with like juniper berries and a hibiscus oh. flower, and I just can't provide that in my home bar. But uh, I did have some really beautiful Empress gin. Shout out to Victoria VC where that's distilled, um, which is blue. And apparently, when you pour uh, Fever Tree tonic water into that, it uh, becomes this lovely shade of lavender. Mm. So, cheers. Very nice. It's the Orlu. Have a sip. I will. Okay. 
anything sticking out to you? I don't, I don't need to go over all these injuries, but I, um, uh, I'm going to give by Jared's props early. Props to the NWSL website and the league for finally... The, the injury report is like trickling in in real time. So before this game went up today, they had these two teams, Orlando and Louisville. And then tomorrow is North Carolina and Washington, and those came up tonight. So they're kind of coming up in real time, and they're reporting them, which is nice for fantasy. But nothing really sticks out to me as really concerning. They have all the international duty people. Right. I mean, um, the, the the concerning ones for, for this game, like some people were questionable, and they started. So, you know. The Krieger yeah. play? Oh, she, she did good because mm -hmm. she got really busted up last week. So, yeah. yeah, nothing big, nothing big that sticks out. Um, so, moving on to the signing and trades, Diana Matheson retired. Yeah, uh, that was a big one. She had been around. I mean, she got two bronze medals with Canada. Right. Been in NWSL for a few years. Actually, made a, f a few stints on her fantasy teams last year. I think maybe just mine, but maybe yeah. we traded. Mm. But I had her for a few you weeks. You definitely had her. Uh, but. It, she put in some great years, and she was a great player. Uh, one of the all-time Canadian best. Um, Natalie Jacobs, released by the Spirit. She was a high draft pick, I think, a few years back, but um, released. And the big one, the Pride, signed English national team player Jody Taylor. Mm -hmm. Jody's good. Fresh from Lyon. Right? Yeah. Which is great. And we're seeing more and more of this. So our teams are going to get a little more international, fantasy-wise. Yeah. Definitely. Um, as these teams do this. So, like, Jody Taylor would be a good replacement for, you know, you're not going to see Morgan out there. Right. Sydney LaRue can't do everything on that squad, as we're seeing tonight. Yeah. So, um, okay, Holly, let's get to our uh, streamers of the week. Let's do it. Streamers. Okay, what do you got? Can I get a little more volume in my headset? Yeah. Well, you, uh, you want some there? Yeah, a little bit. Is that good? Yeah, that's good. Thank Here, you. let's test it out then. Streamers. Yeah, that feels a little okay. better. All right. Yeah. Um, I, you, oh, is this me? You, yeah, you're leading this one off. I'm just on the Carson Pickett bandwagon. You know, what's this? Oh, shit. <laughs> you changed it. I did? <laughs> yeah, you had goalies in there. I did. <laughs> yes, I did. That was before I really dove in. All right, all right, all right. You go can get it. Bixby. Bixby is a good pickup for, yeah, for yeah, Portland. Yeah. That, could, that could be good. They go against Gotham, and Gotham either going to score three or score zero for three weeks in a row. But Carson Pickett as a defender is so active she takes all the corners she gets a lot of key passes i i told people to pick them up pick her up last week she's just in the game a lot and heavily involved now you don't you know you don't have lynn williams or dabinia finishing you still have jess mcdonald and having Pickett and jess mcdonald is more than what a lot of teams have and so i think um against washington this week she could she you could see her walk away if you need a defender you could see her walk away with something a big game i think a good game for her would be like four key passes a tackle a, a couple shots you know what i mean and right there you're flirting with double digits so i think that's what you want that's what i'm going with yeah i mean i agree i don't have a lot to add to that that'd be my my defensive streamer pick as well i was looking at you know some of the other teams looking at the matchups but the the two teams with the worst goal differentials play each other this week that would be uh orlando sorry, OL Reign and Kansas City. And so there's not really a, a weighted chance for a clean sheet against one of those teams. You know, the other thing I thought is maybe maybe pick up a Houston defender, maybe Naughton since, you know, Chicago is the third worst team in the league right now. I don't and, know what and they Houston are. Houston has Chicago this week. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of where you're at. Okay. All right, waiver wire. I'm going to rapid fire here. So I got Morgan Weaver, Bethany Balser, and Sofia Huerta. Morgan Weaver, I just picked up myself in our league. Her last three games. So annoying. Wow. Uh, <laughs> thanks for that. 
Uh, four sh- I'm annoyed that you picked her up before yeah, I could. So annoying. So annoying. Uh, last three grand, last three games, four shots on goal, seven shots, three key passes, four tackles. Uh, so she's averaging just over eight points per game. But one of those games, she came in as a sub, you know, and played like 15 minutes. So, you know, per minute, she looks really good. And in last week, what Portland's going to give you when all of these national team players are gone, it was a little, it was pretty accurate. I think Morgan's going to get a lot of action. Bethany, Bethany Balser, the numbers don't really stick out and Huerta, they both play for OL, but I yeah. really think OL is going to, they're, I think they're going to settle in for what they like to do. And I know Ziara King came off the bench for about 30 minutes for Balser, but Balser is up front. And when you have people like Marazon and Lace Omer in there, I really think this squad for a month, I am just, I am, maybe I'm just wishful thinking, but I really think they're too talented to not do anything offensively. And they put that dud zero up last week. Yeah. But I really think they're going to come too. And so I would, I would, I would pick up Balser and Huerta if you need something offensively. I think they're going to come alive, as we saw with Sofia Huerta a few games ago. She did score, and Balser was has been involved. Um, but Huerta last three games, six key passes. She's involved. She's involved, and they didn't score last week. So I think they're going to get off the Schneid. I disagree. Oh. I think this is a team in turmoil. Oh. They just lost their coach, and I think that there's a lot going on the behind the scenes when you have a coach that you know resigns like hours before a game um maybe with the front office you know and it's 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 yeah i mean it's it's one of those things where i think that you're gonna have a lot of superstars on this team and no team chemistry so they're just i mean unless they gel they're they're not gonna do well despite the big names and and i'm not seeing it like as many names as you throw at this it's they have to they have to play together well and want to be there and I'm not feeling it. So I'm okay. going to go with, we talked about her last week. I didn't listen to my own advice and pick her up this week. And I'm pissed she already scored. But Ebony Salmon is someone that should be on your list. Um, you know, she's got now three goals in four games. She's a leading uh, attacker for Louisville. And she's hugely efficient. She's the key to their attack. So, you know, I think this is maybe a midterm value. And then what I did do this week is pick up Jasmine Spencer. I think this is a short-term thing, but you know, Houston's matchup was worth Chicago this week. And, you know, I watched her with her former team and I just always thought that she had potential. And I think now that she's been traded to Houston, this is a, this is a breakout opportunity for her because she, you know, she scored in her, her first week playing. So that's what I got. I just don't trust a Houston Chicago matchup. That's one I won't watch because it's got zero zero and all over it. <laughs> It really does. I I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Um, Okay, Holly. Yes. Big big things popping. Let's do it. So it's popping. Every fantasy team is struggling with this. What we talked at the beginning of the show. This B squad. Now this is that's not a hateful remark. The B squad, but it's the B squad. This is not the squad you drafted, but it's the squad that you're going to have to roll with for the next month. Right. All these national team players are gone. You got. You know, players from Great Britain and Brazil and Sweden and USA, Japan, Canada, Australia that play in the NWSL. So I want to go through with you right now. And we're not going to go through every player. I want to go through. There are 32 players in our in our account that are playing in the Olympics that are going to miss significant time. So we're going to play a little stash trash or trade. And I'll give you right now that I have about 12 players, honestly, that are stashable really? on my list that are stashable okay. based on it could be your record. But I think there are 12 stashable players of those 32. Holly, what say you? What names stick out to you? I have four. You have four? Yes. Yes. And uh, there's only two 
on the U.S. team that I think are stashable. Mm. Because here's what I think is going to happen. I think the, the I U.S. international team. All right, who do you think I'm stashing? Of the two? Yeah. S- uh, Sam Mewis. No. Oh, Christy Mewis. Yes. Lynn Williams. Yes. No Sam. No, because mm. I don't think that she is as productive in fantasy as Christy. So here's what I think. I think that the, the no, U.S. But- national team is going to be... In the Olympics for a really long time, because I think they're going to bring home the gold. Woot, woot. Then I think they're going to be on a victory tour. Then I think they're going to be resting. Then I think they're going to be playing friendlies, kind of like they were, you know, post-World Cup. And I just think that we're going to lose them. I mean, there's another FIFA international window in the fall. I just think that we're going to lose most of those players for a really long time. And they're only going to be back sporadically and have, you know, maybe some impact, but not, not the sort of bang up impact we would have from them if they're having them for an entire season. So I really think the only people to stash are Christy Mewis and Lynn Williams because they're so productive when they're there that you wouldn't want to give them up. And I dropped Lavelle and Crystal Dunn this week and you know we'll see what I do with Sam Mewis, but maybe the only other person you would keep is Alex Morgan because she's also yes. been really productive when she's playing for Orlando, but- Definitely not a trash. But otherwise, yeah, maybe she's trade bait, you know? Oh, my God. But otherwise, uh, the other two people I'm going to stash are Dabinia and Daly. So well, how many total do you have in your stash? Well, that's four plus maybe Morgan. Oh, so you got five. Five stashables. People that are stashable in your brain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to rapid fire. I got Rachel Daly. Mm-hmm. I think she's definitely stashable. I've got Dabinia, stashable. I've got Franch, stashable. Um, eh, possibly. I just think there are other goalies that can give you as many points. Because even when you, go, if you go on these victory tours, the goalies, if you're not playing, they'll play. Like, let's say that they play on a Wednesday in Connecticut. She's, she's going to play on Sunday for Portland, like if she didn't play. So I think the goalies, if she, what she's put forth so far is that her team defensively is so good, you wouldn't just drop her. And I don't think anyone's going to trade for her. So I think it's a stash. I've got uh, Sam Mewis. Because every time she's on the field, she changes the courage. But you made great points about them. I just think she's stashable. If you're 0-6, maybe not. But if you're 6-0 oh, or whatever, 6-1, and 5-2, I really think she's stashable. Because you just don't drop a talent. Christy Mewis and Lynn Williams are guaranteed. I put a couple of curveballs on there. I think Tobin Heath and Kristen Press are stashable. Because I still think somewhere along the lines they put in like a strong month for Louisville. I don't know. I just I think it'd be fu- they're fun pickups if you're in a good position. These are all with winning. These are my winning record people right there. And then I've got uh, Alex Morgan, Rapino, and Sinclair. I just uh, and Haran. I cannot see. I mean, big time. I just if you have those players and you are in a winning record position, those those. But I just don't see a reason that you just that you. Maybe some tradables, but I really think those are all stash worthy. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, are there any surprising, I have a few surprise trash players I'd like to go over. I want to see if you have a few on your list. Okay. But my high profile stash players, the highest profile one's Carly Lloyd. I think of all the players right now, I don't think she has any trade bait anymore. I think she did two weeks ago. But the fact that the lead up to the Olympics, she sat out. So what you're saying about players missing more time because these tours and stuff and then just being wiped out from the Olympics from the how many games are playing. She's like the queen of that. She will, she's going to sit out and take care of herself. Mm-hmm. 
No, you know, that's no, nothing bad towards her. But of all the people on that list, she's the most glaring one. I just don't think, she, I don't think you can trade her. No one's going to go for it. Anyone that sticks out on your list that's like that? Yeah, I mean, I I drop Lavelle because I think there's an even chance that she's going to get injured in the Olympics. <laughs> you know, I mean, I hope, I, I hate saying that. Come on. But like, or, you know, I mean, and I also dropped Dunn because I just yeah feel like for the games that they're going to come back and play, like I can get someone else who can get me almost as many points over time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got, I, can I go on my, do you have a small trade list? I have a small trade list. Yeah. I've got three. How many mm -hmm. names you got on a trade list? Uh, ish. Okay. Two. Two. Yeah. I've got three. Marta, Crystal Dunn, and Rose Lavelle. As you see in our own league today, you drop Rose Lavelle, and it, she was picked up immediately by Jason in our league. Knowing he wanted her that badly, I feel like you could have maybe gotten something off of him for it. And Crystal Dunn is sitting out there now in our league, and I'm really thinking about picking her up. We're kind of just starting a week, so. Possible. I mean, I possibly could have gotten, but Jason dropped Bailey Feist for Lavelle, well, who's yeah. been out with an yes. ACL injury for the entire season. Yes. So, I mean, he really didn't have anybody to trade. Just for that reason, I just think. I, <laughs> I mean, it's possible. I really think Rose Lavelle, Crystal Dunn, and Marta, because those three players stick out to me more that have, uh, I think Marta's got a lot of trade opportunity now, because I think Brazil could be an early out in the Olympics. They could come back. There's no victory tour for them. So I really right. think Marta could come back because she's been playing really well. If you wanted to trade Marta right now, I think you could get a lot for her. Yeah. So those three players, I think you could get a lot for Marta. What do you have? I think you could trade Sam Mewis or Lindsey Horan because I oh, think well, that yeah. those two are game changers that anyone would want on their roster at any point. I mean, you have a bit, you have a deeper pool for your trade pool because you're, you're, I mean, you know what I mean? Because I had more people on my, on my uh, stash. So Horan. So if you had Horan right now and. I would trade her. You would? Yep. Oh my God. So I should trade for Haran. Then I then maybe I will. I'll hit up Jason. <laughs> what are you thinking, man? <laughs> that's good because you know that's huge because you and I are five and two, and the two other people in our league are two and five. Right. So as a person who's five and two, is there anyone on this international list that you would be gunning to stash? Because you, you mentioned four or five names that are stashable. Right. So let's say Well, I'm stashing daily. Because I think that she's going to come back after you know. So could anyone England plays out not, and okay. and be productive? So now that so now that you mentioned daily, yeah, she's like your prized stash asset. Right. Is there any deal that anyone could come to you with today that says I want Rachel Daly for blank? Like it, it, I'm, I'm and I'm talking about you know players that are maybe active, you know, maybe someone comes to you and says, I'll give you a Jess, Mc like let's yeah. Jess McDonald straight up for Rachel Daly. Would you make that move today? Yeah. You'd make that move today. Yeah. Just to get those Jason, Jess points. Are you listening? Uh, I know we're yeah. mentioning every Jason trade here. <laughs> <laughs> but I love these hypotheticals because I'm, I'm putting Sam Mewis and Rachel Daly on the board. Anyone? All right. Let's go. All right. Let's go. I, I like that. And I've got Christy Mewis, and I'm not putting her on the board. And I've got Lynn Williams, and I'm not putting her on the board. I love that you mentioned no, those you two names because I have the maybe two of the strongest international because they're not going to play that much. Maybe no, she, Christy will. She will. Lynn might not even see the field. So um, I don't think that's true. Okay. I think that that Glasgow will, will rest people. Can you do that? I thought you had to play with your 18. No, they changed the rules like right after the roster was announced, and now 
you have to pick 18 for each game, but you can pick that 18 from the whole pool of 22, which is a huge advantage for the U.S. In I terms had of no idea. Being able to pull fresh people. I think I listened to a podcast about that and I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I think I had it on the, right. in the house today. I think we were both listening to it. So that's a legit deal. Thanks for telling me that because I had no idea. Mm-hmm. You can just rest. But you have to rest them for the whole game. Correct. You can only be, pick 18 people on the each bench. game. You can't pull like person yeah. 19 for a game yeah. after you've picked your 18. And they can do that multiple times. Right. You can change your 18 every single time. You just have to have 18 active players each game. Yep. Oh, okay. Well, good to know. Okay. It's that time. Whoa. What is this? Sexy it's lounge time to music. Get bold with predictions. <laughs> it's time for bold predictions. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that was not live. That's why it surprised Holly so much. Wait for it. We'll let that jam for a little bit. Oh my Holly. god, you've been waiting all day for that. Week eight bold predictions. <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> I've got uh Kansas City over OL Raid this week. I think that even though it's not gonna pull them out of the basement, that you know, team number ten is gonna beat team number nine. Whoa! Yeah. That's all I got. And that's God, um, I got this in stereo right now, you guys. Uh, this is amazing. Uh, I can't. I almost. Can't, I don't. I don't know what to do with myself at this. I'm point. so distracted by this best yeah. drop of the year. <laughs> it will repeat. Um, You're distracted by your own Marvin Gayness right now. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I'll take that in the non-morbid way. Right. Um, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so you inspired me with the bold predictions because I saw your. <laughs> I, I'm going to be so interrupted by myself. It's going to be so confusing. Watch this. Uh, it's time to get bold with predictions. Oh, it is. <laughs> it's time for bold predictions. Oh, yes. Okay, thanks, Jared. Okay, um, so my bold prediction was inspired by Holly Wild. I think the OL Reign scored the most goals in the league this week. That's right. They come back with ferocity. After that dud last week, that they're losing the coach. I really think this team is too talented to come up with such a dud. And it's bold. I love it. Give me that one the raspberry. I love it. You picked Kansas City who hasn't won a game this week. And I hope, I actually kind of. Yeah, I think they're going to break their dismal streak. Of- in Tacoma. Oh my God, we're so going off the air with this this week. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Play us out. Week eight. Bold prediction, Jared. Oh, okay. <laughs> There we go. I had to reset it for you. Okay. okay. All right. I just lost the mojo. Oh. Mm. It's time to mojo. get bold with predictions. Woo! It's time for bold predictions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. Off the rails. Uh, week eight. Good luck in fantasy this week, everybody. Cheers, Check- everyone. Yeah. Keep an eye on our uh, Twitter. I keep it pretty active on the weekends. We both do on, uh, you know, with rosters like you know when teams announce a roster check us out we're retweeting it and maybe a little uh a little uh insider info on who to pick up for each team so keep an eye on at keepers podcast at wild woso at jared underscore radio for some tips and tricks to win your fantasy league and 
<laughs> good luck this week. I'll, I'll serenade you out. Bye. Give it to me, Jared. Do they look yeah, they beefy? Look a little red, dude.